cold open this episode because it's about a subject that's more serious than my usual topics. I'm going to be talking about Black Lives Matter, the good that's come about from the recent protests, stuff we still need to do, and the resources that people have curated to make that possible. And while this would normally be a positive outlook on the world like this podcast is usually dedicated to, it's important to reflect on the blatant racism that exists in modern society and has existed throughout history. I'm white in a place that consistently favors white people, and as a result, I've benefited from racism. That's something I need to consider not just today, but every day. Deaths like that of George Floyd and all other forms of racism we've seen should not have happened and cannot continue to happen. I'm doing what I can to help, and you should too. As the Black Lives Matter card, a master link to a whole host of petitions, charities, and local bodies that I will make the first link in the description. By the time you hear this, you may have already seen it and gone through it, but it's regularly updated, so it's worth looking at again. I strongly encourage anyone in a position to donate to do so, and to keep using your voice to educate, raise awareness, and demand justice and reform. In the past few weeks, we've seen a lot of progress, as protests have done in the past. Of course, LGBT rights, women's rights, the ability for non-homeowners to vote, and much more are only possible through protests like we're seeing today. They do work. And they have been working. Because of the recent protests, George Floyd's killer is charged for second-degree murder, murder with intent, while the officers that let it happen are being charged as accomplices. Ferguson, the town where Michael Brown was murdered by police, announced its first black mayor, also their first female mayor, and I'm excited to see what change Ella Jones, mayor of Ferguson, invites. There's been a bipartisan push to demilitarize American police, making it harder to use force except as a last resort. The Michigan State unanimously passed an order for mandatory police education and bias training. Being black should never be a death sentence, but all too often it is. Many police departments are having their funding slowly reduced and bringing the funding back to local neighborhoods who need it most. It's been proven that crime rates in better funded neighborhoods are lower as a result. Charities and bailout funds have received a whole slew of donations. I'll link go to places that still need donations in case you're able to help out, but the Minneapolis Freedom Fund is one that strikes me as an important one. It helps protesters on low income cover the cost of bail. The road leading up to the White House is now called Black Lives Matter Plaza in a stunning show of support. There is so much good that exists because of protests, but there's still work to do. Let's not lose focus. I'm not going to have the perfect thing to say. There's no such thing as a perfect ally. But it's important to speak out, to learn, and to constantly challenge our prejudices. So that's what the rest of this episode will be. A highlight of resources that have helped me, and might help you too. I want to start with a YouTube video on the Blood Brothers YouTube channel, where Hank Green talks very openly with Maya Rupert, a black woman, writer, activist, and former campaign manager for Julian Castro. I've already gushed about Vlogbrothers, but a conversation between a white privileged male and a black person during this time is important, and Maya Rupert's work and advice is deeply impactful. If you're a white person from a place of privilege, I fully recommend it. Maya urges people to inform instead of just blocking when possible, and she talks about how privilege isn't something to feel guilt for, but something to use to fix inequalities. There's a lot to unpack, it's a 30 minute conversation but it's also a reminder that people from places of privilege need to work to educate themselves, their peers, and to raise the voice of the black community. We didn't choose to be white in the same way that black people don't choose to be black, 
And because of that, white guilt doesn't make sense. But white privilege is very real, and we need to use that privilege for good. To make the world better, more equal, and to fight racism. They also talk about how being white doesn't negate all of the hard work or any struggles you might have had. It just means that your potential for mobility is generally higher. The obstacles you have to jump are generally lower. In short, your struggles don't make your advantages any less valid. And vice versa. The Vlogbrothers also made a whole playlist on YouTube of videos that discuss racial politics, and many of those videos are made and curated by black creatives. Any AdSense made from those videos is either sent to charity or to support those creatives, which is amazing if you can't donate to Black Lives Matter directly, because you can still learn while helping black creatives all over the place. I also want to share the Anti-Racism for White People Google Doc. It's a very comprehensive and informative list of films, shows, books, and podcasts. It's deepened my understanding of the whole topic and could potentially help a lot of you too. Our education system is pretty outdated. We don't learn all that much about history or discrimination and racism. That needs to change. I know from my analytics that a majority of the listeners to this, and that isn't many people, are from predominantly white countries. And one of the best things we can do is educate ourselves, our peers, and use the education to make long-lasting change. Again, we will make mistakes. There's no such thing as a perfect ally. But with communication, education, and reform through protests and voting, we can build a better community. The last thing I want to talk about is Campaign Zero. Their mission statement is, We can live in a world where the police don't kill people by limiting police interventions, improving community interaction, and ensuring accountability. That to me is the perfect thing in this situation. Their homepage has 10 boxes, each leading to different categories with much more detail about individual policies and ways you can help. That to me is a great place to start and a great resource for social change. These four topics are just a few of the things that have impacted me. They're all linked below and have also linked a whole host of other resources. Black-owned businesses in America and the UK are a great thing to support in this time, especially independent stores. Bigger stores can probably survive after COVID, but independent stores, they're struggling a lot already. YouTuber WheezyWaiter made a 5-minute video on ways to help. Some stuff I've already covered here, some stuff I thought he said perfectly. I'll link the video and his Twitter thread that his fans are constantly updating. They're well worth looking into. The last thing I want to do is just say that the world is pretty scary. And until we eliminate racism, it's always going to be that way. We need to act, we need to speak up, we need to support each other and move together. It's not enough to just post online, while there is a start. Sign petitions, donate if you can, listen and learn. Thank you for listening. I know this isn't the most cheerful podcast episode I've ever made, but I think it's important. Not just to remember the good that exists, but the good that is possible because of us. Because when people band together, things get done, and things get done well.